I'll just be real blunt here, okay? Because I'm, 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 those of you who come here on a regular basis will probably note that I'm not my normal, witty, um, wonderful self, if that's the right word. Uh, let's just say witty, okay? Um, uh, I lost a friend yesterday. I found out last night, coming back from a, from a play of all things, and, and I've been up a lot last night. Um, Jack Kemp, good friend of ours, family, part of our church in Colorado. And for the last 15 years, we've had a really good friendship, relationship, good friend, been through a lot with each other, including his vice presidential race in 96. And, uh, and I just found out last night after I was, uh, I was on the train, I just was with friends and I was just a mess. And um, so I'm, you know, what, for what, however it all worked out, I'm talking about friendship today and, and others and relationships. And I just, I, you know, I didn't know how I was going to do this today because, I mean, I, I'm used, you know, I, I've been through losses with some of you. And, you know, when it hits it's so quick and it was, we, we found out in January he had cancer in the hip of all places. And it just, we thought we had more time. And my wife was out of town and we were on the phone last night. I mean, this morning for hours. So anyway, it was just one of those things. So, but let's talk about healthy relationships. That's what this whole, this whole series is about, being fit. And we've talked about it being fit and having a healthy relationship with, with God and, and with myself last week, and today it's with others. Uh, and I'm, I'm using a different term that, I mean, some of you may not be totally familiar with using the word community like I'm going to use it today because I'm going to talk about being fit, being, being whole as part of being in a healthy community with others. When I talk about community, I'm not talking about, you know, you say, I, my, I live in, my community is Summit. My community is Chatham. My community is wherever. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a, a network, a circle of friends, okay? And whenever you talk about community, um, excuse me, whenever you talk about community, you, you, you often have the danger of going into like a subculture type of thing where we have my, my little insider group of friends and we talk, you know, maybe they're Christian friends, so we talk sort of Christianese to each other and we talk about, you know, praise Jesus and, and things like, you know, things that people around us are like, you are weird. Um, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about an, iso- an, an insulation from the world because we still are in the world and we need to recognize that and reach out and be of influence and, and, and let God use us in, in any way that, that he sees fit within the lives of others. And, you know, that includes, we always say this here, we always say bring a friend. We, we really, it's not just a throwaway line. We want you to bring friends. You know, most people end up in any church on the arm of a friend, figuratively speaking. And, um, um, and many of you are here because somebody asked you to come and we believe in that stuff. Here's what community is as I'm defining it for you today as we talk about it and we talk about friends and so forth. Community is having a few people in your life with whom there will be a reciprocal relationship of sharing, listening, and encouraging to a deeper, more effective, fulfilling faith in Christ. Because God uses people. God speaks to us. And I've been a follower of Christ for a lot of years. And God's spoken to me many, many times. I've never heard a voice. I've heard the still, small voice in the back of my mind and heart. Many of you maybe have heard that a few times. More times than not, it's the voice of another individual whom God is speaking through. 
and uh, someone that's close enough that we can really talk about some, some of those harder issues of life. That's who I'm talking about here. Right? It's going to have many different faces for us. For some, it will be you know, a group. For some, it will be just friends that you get together with uh, uh, on occasion. It's funny, Jack and I, we wouldn't see each other for several months, and we'd always get together at least once a year, and sometimes often more after, after Colorado, and uh, pick up where we left off. And um, we all have friends like that, don't we? And just pick up where you left off, you know? Um, so let's talk about that. I'm going to give you four principles, the importance of others in a community of faith. I want to talk about I'm going to give you four real simple principles on this. Before I do, I want to start off with a quote from um, my favorite C.S. Lewis quote. You ever heard that before up here? <laughs> but this one really is. This one really is my favorite C.S. Lewis and before I give you the quote, let me just tell you this. I love being with friends. I love being, I love talking philosophy. Now you say, you mean Socrates, you know, Camus? No. Yeah, I enjoy that too. I'm limited as to where I can stay with that. If it's Socrates, I'll stay with you. If it's Camus, you're going to leave me after about three minutes. Um, but um, philosophy of life. I love sounding people, hey, what's your philosophy of life? You know, what, what are you here for? What are you doing? What, I love talking about that stuff. And I love art. Now, not, you know, I, I like art like at, at, in the museum and so forth, but the, the kind of art that I probably like the most is, uh, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to just out me right here, I, is, is Broadway musicals. I love them, you know? And every time I say that, all my friends are like, hey, put on your dress, man, let's go, you know? Go to a Broadway musical, Richie. Get a pedicure and we'll all go together. I get pedicures, so I'm okay with that. So... <laughs> um, I love them. I do. You know, and I went to one last night. You know, and I went to, we went to Charlie's show last night. Charlie is sitting on the back row. Normally, if you're, if you're, if you're new here, Charlie is normally up here singing unless he's, got a, unless he's in a show. The show is really called 9 to 5, but we called it Charlie's show. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, it's, it's fun. It's really fun. And Charlie, Charlie even does a nude scene in the thing. I mean, you know? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. His shirt is off. That's all it is, okay? I gave him a hard time. But I said, when's your nude scene? It's just his shirt off. I'm like, oh, that's still a, an accomplishment for anyway, for many of us. Um, um, anyway, it, it's just a great, you know, it's fun to play. And, we, you know, it's, it's, it's just art. And I love that kind of art, you know? I like music, other, you know, all kinds of creative arts, but especially those kind. I, I, I say that because I, 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 all that's going to take place when I give you this quote. Now, you'll understand what I mean now if I said all that stuff. Watch this. C.S. Lewis quote. You ready? Friendship is unnecessary, like philosophy, like art. It has no survival value. Rather, it is one of those things that give value to survival. And I just, that's so true about art, about philosophy, and about friends. So that's where we're going with this whole thing, the importance of others in this community, in this community of faith. It's three, it's four, excuse me, four very simple principles that we're going to talk about as we talk about it in relationship to these, this reciprocal relationship of sharing and of listening and of encouraging to a deeper, fulfilling, more fulfilling uh, relationship with Christ. All right? Here they are. First one is this. It provides positivity. It's a little cheesy, but it's me. It's, it provides positivity in a world of negativity. These kind of friends, they provide some, we need some positiveness. Let me show you what I mean by that. Francis Schaeffer, speaking of philosophers and theologians, 
Francis Schaeffer said this, Christianity is an individual thing, but it is not only an individual thing. There, there is to be true community offering true spiritual and material help to each other. Let me show you what the Apostle Paul says in three or four places. In Romans, he says, be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor. We honor one another. Now, this isn't in the context of marriage. That's next week when I'll be speaking on marriage um, with, with being fit in your marriage along with Sherry doing some, some great songs before that, which is just terrific. Um, that's next week. But, but you know what? When we talk about giving preference to one, to one another in honor, it, it's got to start at home. And certainly it should go out from there. So uh, there's, there's to be honor. You know, one of, the, one of the worst things that can happen so many times is you see homes that are in disarray and, and dysfunction. It's because mom and dad... Husband and wife aren't showing honor to one another. That's just a basic. That's where it has to start. Later on, the Apostle Paul Romans says, in Romans says this, chapter 14, Let us not judge one another anymore, but rather determine this, not to put an obstacle or a stumbling block in a brother's way. That means many things, but one of the applications you've got to take away from that is this, this, in, this little circle of friends that you, that, you, that you draw from. They need to be able to not judge each other. You have a friend like that where you can sit and talk and, and just share whatever you need to share and really be honest and really be open. And they're not going to judge you. They're not going to say, you did what? You know, are you, you know, scumbag? What are you doing? You know, it's, that not judging one another. That's a tough one, man. And you know, so many times that happens in church, of all places. Crazy. Galatians, Paul, again, the Apostle Paul, if you, if you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. Oh, People just kind of consume one another sometimes. That's not a safe place. That's not, that's not what he's talking about when he's talking about this, these friends who, who can listen and, 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 you know, a reciprocal relationship of listening and, and encouraging and, you know, stimulating one another to, to the kind of relationship you should have with Christ. And finally, Colossians says, it, he puts it this way, kind of wraps it all up with this. So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, this is really good, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. That's a, that's a lot. You're to forgive as God has forgiven you. Can I help you with that? Nobody can sin against you as much as you've sinned against God. And he says, that's how you're supposed to forgive. And you know, that means, you know what that means? I mean, you can't hold grudges. And heck, sometimes holding grudges is kind of fun, you know? You see someone, you're like, ah, oh, that jerk, I don't like him. What happens sometimes when you get a little older is, is you know you're supposed to be mad at him, but you can't remember why you're mad at him, you know? <laughs> you know yeah, I, ever have, I mean, it's like, you know, I don't like that guy. I can't remember why I don't like him. I don't like him. You, you got to give that stuff up. You got to give it up. You just, I mean, you know, you can't live that way. You just can't. Um, this, this, this community of faith, these friends, they're there to provide some positiveness in a world that's just full of negativity. This world's a lot of negatives going on. Let me just stop here for a minute. Some of you have friends, and you're not getting that. You get together, and it's gossipy, and it's, you know, this, and it's, you know, backbiting, and who do, did what to whom, and who, you know, whatever. You know what? Maybe you just need to get some new friends. I mean, and I'm serious. Maybe you just need to get out. I'm serious about that. I mean, I don't, you don't need to, you know, 
do a Facebook defriending of them. I don't, maybe you do. I don't know. But, but I mean, maybe you just need to kind of move in another direction and, and, and seek out another, be, be proactive about seeking out another circle of friends. I'm sorry, if you're not a Facebook person, you friend people and they, they know who you are and they can see your stuff, or you can defriend them. I don't know how to do that, but I've heard you can do it. I've even heard that there have been few cases in Renaissance Church where some daughters have defriended their mothers. So... Um, I'm not sure how you do it, but you can do that. Anyway, um, I uh, deviate there. Um, We need that positivity in a world of negative. We need that. We all need that. There's a lot of negative things going on in the world. You know? Second thing I want you to see, the reason you need this, this, the importance of this community of, of faith Positivity in a, in a world of negativity, it, and, and here, this is going to be cheesy, but that's okay. It, it provides preventative heart care. See, okay, what does that mean? Let me show you. This is in Hebrews chapter three, New Testament book. And take care, brethren, that there that there watch this that there not be in any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God. But encourage one another day after day, as long as it is still called today, so that, watch it, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. You mean, what does that mean, I can be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin? Do you ever see somebody justify something? I have heard, maybe you'll be shocked by this, maybe not. In 30 years as a pastor, 30 some years, I have heard things justified that you would not believe. I have heard adultery justified. Oh, but you don't know my situation. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I violated the first principle of counseling 101 right there because, well, I remember very well when I was in school, they said in, in, in counseling class, they said, never act shocked when somebody tells you something. And I'm like, and every time I've, I've only done it a few times. I don't want to run you off if you need to talk to me. I'll be happy to talk to you and I'll be nice and I'll be, I'll be compassionate. But I mean, when somebody says, you know, I'm, you know, they're starting to rationalize and justify their adultery, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? You know, so I, I can, if you're in that situation, I can, why don't you talk to Clay, okay? I mean, you know, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'll, 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 I'll try it. I, I, can, I can control myself usually. Um, the point is this, though. We need friends who, besides him, are you freaking kidding me, can say, hey. Let me try to help. You're in a situation you shouldn't be in, and you know that. Or maybe you're m- moving in a direction that you don't need to be in, and you need somebody who loves you, can, can help you stay from... Keep me. Here, here's one thing that I've realized. A guy doesn't go from being a righteous, upright pillar in his, in his company to the next day cooking the books. There's a process in there. There's one compromise after another after another, and boom, pretty soon you got Bernie Madoff. You know, or or something like that, or, or adultery, or whatever it might might happen to be. You know, it, it just it, and if, if if you have that 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 network of friends around you, say, hey, 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 what are you doing? You're 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 cheating on your expense account. You're putting what on your expense account? You know, and and it's it, well, it's just a little thing, Rich, and it just you. Know, that's where we get into trouble. Just a little here, little here, little here, then boom. How did I get where I am? Tough, tough issues there. Bonhoeffer, great Lutheran German pastor. My friend Eric Metaxas will be speaking again here very soon. Just is about to finish a book on Bonhoeffer, Derek Bonhoeffer. And um, 
great, great man of God, great pastor of World War II, uh, was in America, voluntarily went back to Germany to, so he could minister to his, his parish and, and then became part of a plot to assassinate Hitler. Was busted, part of that whole Valkyrie thing, if you saw the movie or read the book, and, uh, and then ended up being hung about a year before the Allies um, over, overtook Germany. But Bonhoeffer said this. This is, really, this is really potent. Let him who cannot be alone beware of community. Let him who is not in community beware of being alone. There's a lot of wisdom there. A lot of wisdom. The importance of a community of faith, of these, of these friends, what is it? It, it, provides, it provides positivity in a world that desperately needs it. It provides preventative heart care. You know, I, I need help to keep from justifying my way. Because you and I can justify anything, and you know that. We can. Third thing that I want you to see, third principle here on this importance of, of community, it provides sources of encouragement. It provides sources of encouragement. Let me show you this. This is really good. This is Hebrews chapter 10. Again, Hebrews, um, New Testament. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for, for he who promised is faithful. Verse 24, and let us consider, watch this, let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Here's what's interesting about this verse. First of all, in verse 24, he's saying, let us consider how to, how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, or you can say, as they say, random acts of kindness. Let us consider how to, one Bible reads, provoke one another. The, the word, when you get into the etymology of the word, it literally means to have like sandpaper, you know, and, you, and, you, and sanding stuff away. And he said, let us consider how, you know, you could put it this way, let's, let us consider how to sort of, sort of push each other's buttons to do what's good. Now, most of us, I certainly know, that there are a few little things I can say or a few little buttons I can push, for the most part, that would set my wife off very quickly, very easily. Not hard, okay? Actually, it is hard because she's so well self-controlled and more godly than me. But um, we all know little things that could set our mates off, okay? His point is just the opposite. Let us figure out how with our friends, how how to encourage them. And for some, that might be a word of affirmation. For some, that might be just, just to be there. For some, that might just be standing beside them and, and you know, kind of putting your, putting your arm, you know, your, 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 your hand on their shoulder. Sometimes you don't want to hear words. Sometimes, you know, there's always those, I've known, I think, all of the people like this, that you, you're kind of in a tough time, and, and they come up and they go, I got a verse for you. And I'm like, I don't really want to hear a verse right now. And every time that happens, usually I usually say, hey, I got more verses than you got, so I don't really need that, okay? Um, <laughs> and that's a little bit egotistical, but it's usually true. Um, uh, but the truth is, sometimes I'm not making fun of that, because there, there are times when we need to have, a, you know, somebody needs to speak truth to us in terms of a verse and so forth. Uh, but, but sometimes just stand beside us. And one of the great stories in sports that I'll never forget when reading about it in one book that I read was when uh, the whole Jackie Robinson thing, when he's breaking into the major leagues, he... Um, had this deal where, you know, obviously it was just a real, real tough time and, uh, for him, and he was being called everything but a man, and um, he made an error. And when he made the error, I mean, the people were just going crazy, calling him names and yelling, screaming. And Pee Wee Reese, who was a Southerner, and they all, everybody wondered how he was going to react to having an African-American on the team, just walked over and stood beside him, just on, the, on the diamond, just stood beside him. And one book I read just says, the whole Ebbets Field just... Phew, 
got quiet. So we stood beside him. I love that story. Sometimes we need somebody to come stand beside us. You know, it's kind of quiet, quiet what's going on around us. Encouragement. Community of faith provides sources of encouragement for us. Fourth thing, fourth principle, provides help with your sinful struggles. This is, uh, this is, this is, this is big right here. You say, what do you mean by sinful? Re- re- this is James chapter 5. This is one of the most misunderstood verses in the, in the Bible. It really is. But of course, this is your lucky day because you're going to hear the correct interpretation. Um, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. That's why we might ask somebody from time to time to pray for us. The effective prayers of the righteous person, this person here, um, uh, it's uh, anthropos, which means man or woman. The, the effective prayers of, of the righteous person going to come. So there, there's val- validity to that. Hey, would you pray for me? You know, or we need to pray for, for, for so-and-so. That's part of that. But also when you go back to confess your sins to one another, what does that mean? That means you need to have people in your life that you can tell them anything. And they're going to be there for you. You know, maybe, maybe they're going to say, okay, we need to figure out what we can do with this. You know, maybe you're telling me you're embezzling or you're doing this. You know, I don't want to be an accessory to that, but let's start doing the right thing now. Let's figure out where we go. Maybe it's that. That doesn't mean we just turn a blind eye toward everything, but we can accept and we can understand and we can love and not judge. And his point here is, and the truth is, many of those sins will be things that not like that. There'll be things in the heart. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a matter of sitting down with friends when you say, you know, I can't believe some of the thoughts I've had recently. And maybe you want to tell them, maybe you don't want to tell them. Now, I'm not saying you have to. But you, 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 need that, you need that kind of friendships in your life where you can just be totally honest and totally open. It won't be very many people, let me tell you that. And, and, and the, the, one of the misunderstood things is it says, and pray for one another so that you may be healed. Some people say, well, see, that means we can pray and, and we'll get healed physically. This has nothing to do with physical infirmity. This has everything to do with the heart and with other issues internally. And that's what he's talking about, being healed of a sin-sick soul. Not that you're going to ever be totally cured of that until you go be with the Lord, but, but uh, to, to, have some, some, to be able to rise above it, live above it. Provides help with your sinful struggles. That's, that's what these people are about, and what they're for, the importance of this, of this community of faith. Now, let me go through this very quickly, and I'm going to just talk about it for a minute. The importance of the community of faith provides positivity in a world of negativity provides preventative heart care, provides sources of encouragement, provides help with your sinful struggles. How does that work for you? I said a moment ago, it's going to have many faces. See, are there places in, in Renaissance for us to plug into and, and to get, to get uh, that kind of uh, uh, community? We have a lot of places, and we're developing new ones all the time, but Thursdays, great time for that. Thursday morning, we have two different ladies' groups. We have a mom's group on uh, I don't know which it is, first and third or second and fourth. And we have a, and then another ladies, ladies book study, Bible study on the, other, the off Thursdays of that, Thursday morning. Um, Thursday night, we have a couple of different opportunities. And there's studies, but a lot of community takes place, particularly afterwards, particularly around, particularly around table 30. Um, isn't, that, isn't that ridiculous? I know the table is down at Winberry's. I mean, the funny thing about that is when Winberries was get, when we had to go through all the jumping the hoops to get this space and get it z- zoned the right way, the owner of Winberries, which is a company in, in, in Ohio of all places, they were worried about a church coming in here because they were like, oh man, there's going to be some you know 
they didn't say this, but I'll put my words in there, some freako fundies, they're not going to want to, you know, have alcohol nearby. Little did they know that we would increase their, <laughs> their bar to, and food to degrees at which I'm not... I was talking to one of the regional guys the other day, and I said, uh, he says, you know, all of, our, all of our places are down except for this one. Do you have any idea why? I said, I got a pretty good idea why, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, sometimes it takes, a lot of times it takes place there. Many times it takes place, I'll see guys that'll get together and, and meet here or other places, and two or three at a time, and just to, for the purpose. You know, it's not an intentional thing where we're going to get our little group together. It's not, it, sometimes it's that, sometimes it's not. I know of situations where some, some ladies have a supper club. I, they don't call it that. I call it that. A dinner club. I don't know what, what, what they call it, but uh, it's like five or six ladies, and they get together about once a month-ish. It's a key word in the Northeast, ish. You know what I mean? When we start talking about once a month or twice a month, ish. Um, uh, and they get together, and they just talk about being, you know, I don't know. I've never been to their, their meeting, but I mean, their, their, their dinner. But they, they do some elaborate, you know, something from some uh, enormous uh, Gia or Bobby Filet cookbook or something. Not Bobby Filet. That's me. They do stuff. They do the fancy, dancy Italian, no, French junk stuff, you know, all that stuff. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Um, I just want barbecue. Anyway, they do some kind of dinner together, and then they talk about stuff that's important to them. You know, I don't, my point is this. I'm just giving you examples. You've got to be intentional about this. And, and maybe, it's, maybe you start thinking, you know, it, it, how, how far do you want to go? Do you want to get together with the same three or four guys? It would probably be helpful. And do, I, do we want to have a talk about that beforehand? Or do we want to be more organic? You, you have to determine that. I'm happy to help in any way that I can, and, and, and anybody here in, in leadership. I know Clay would be happy to help you. Some of you musicians did something with Steve for a while, and he still does stuff from, with them from time to time on different things. So, and they have their own little thing, and they speak their own language, and God only knows what they're saying, but they have a great time together, um, and they do some good stuff. Um, I don't know how it works for you. And at this point in time, we don't, you know, does, it, does it have to be a format, or does it have to be like a this or that? You know, it can, it's up to you to figure that out. I would just ask you, how are you doing with that? Because you need that. We all need that. However, that might, might work. I have a couple of friends we get together every so often. This is going to shock you, okay? We smoke cigars and we chat. Okay, sorry. If that offends you, there's a church right down the snow. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. No. Uh, not a, I, don't, I seriously don't mean to offend you, but it's just one of those things. You know, you can just talk in that particular setting. Um, I don't know how it looks for you. You've got to figure that out yourself. I'm happy to help any way I can. Here's what I know. According to the Bible, according to God, you need it. Because God has a way of speaking to us through people. And community is an important part of our relationship with Christ. Is Jesus enough? Yes, he is. If I trust Christ for my life, is that enough? Yes, it is. But you know, it goes back to that... C.S. Lewis quote, you know, friends and philosophy, art, you know, it's part of what makes the journey more fulfilling. And God knew that. And that's why he put it in the Bible for us to see. I don't know how you're doing with that, but let's get about it. I want to read one quote, and then I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to, Steve's going to come and just do a song. It's going to knock you off your chair. It's just incredible song. Um, but first let me give you this quote from Jonathan Michael. He was an 18th century New England divine. Did you ever hear that? you ever hear of divine? Um, it's, a, it's a cleric. I didn't know why. I've never heard that before. It's a cleric. I mean, a clergy. 
question I have is, could I be Rich Teeter's pastor? Divine. <laughs> Just declare yourself divine. Can I do that? Yeah, okay. Play said I couldn't. But anyway, I, um, anyway, aside from him, joking aside, this is a great... Get this, get, get this, get this good. If you had a friend with whom you might now and then spend a little time in conferring together in opening your hearts and presenting your unutterable groanings before God, it would be of excellent use. That's powerful stuff. Awkwardly worded. You're talking 18th century, 1700s, but gee whiz, look at that. If you had a friend with whom you might now and then spend a little time in conferring together and opening your hearts and presenting your unutterable groanings before God, it would be of excellent use. You need a friend, plural friends, like that. Be about it. May God bless you as you seek to do that. I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask Steve and Julie and the guys to come up with a song that is just puts a wonderful exclamation mark musically on this, on this message. Just pray. God, thank you so much for your love for us and for the forgiveness that you have provided through Jesus. Thank you for all that you have done in our lives and all that you're doing in our lives. Thank you, God, for the assurance that we have that you desire to work in our lives in many different ways through the indwelling Holy Spirit, through the, just the reading of the Bible, and through friends. We thank you for that, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.